Hey friends, my name is Maddie Wong and I'm the creative director here at Fielder Church. Welcome back to another episode of the Fielder Church podcast. We are starting a three-part series where we're going to talk about community, discipleship, what the Bible says about that and what community discipleship could look like in your life. And so I know I have been so impacted by community, so I'm looking forward to this conversation in this series. And so you guys are in for a treat. So let's go ahead and introduce yourselves and tell a little bit about who you are. Yeah, I'm the uh, Carlos Montoya. I'm the community group pastor here at Fielder Church and um, have a beautiful wife, Lana, and two beautiful children, Chantel and Micah. And not only am I the community group pastor, but I believe you model what you are doing. Mm -hmm. So I've been leading a community group for the past four years and absolutely love it. We're so close and really enjoy it. Awesome. And my name is Larry Dan Melton. I'm the Pioneer Campus pastor. My wife, JG, and I have been married for 28 years. We have five kids. Uh, four of those are boys, and we adopted our youngest uh, daughter. Um, I, too, am involved in a community group. But another thing that's important to me is just hosting even for college and young adults. So we have a group of college and young adults that meet in our home so they, too, can experience community. Awesome. So today we are going to talk about community specifically. What is community? So I want throughout this conversation, paint a picture for people, what that's looked like in your own life, maybe some struggles that have come with that, the impact, but let's start talking about maybe some reasons that you've heard from people or why they've resisted community or why they feel like community groups just aren't for them. What have you heard? I think the number one thing that I've heard is I don't have time mm. for community. Um, they see it more of a, a program that they want to do during the week yeah. versus that I actually desire and need this. And so mm. I think for me, right off the top of that, when I'm talking to people is I just don't have the bandwidth or time mm. to actually be in community with yeah. other people. So, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I would agree with that. And especially, mm. you know, being a parent of five kids, just being so busy mm. um, that I don't have mm -hmm. time to be able to do those things. But really yeah. what it comes down to is, it's not a priority to me. Mm. Um, but I, I think time is an excuse. I think also another excuse is I don't feel safe to be me. Um, I don't feel safe to be transparent in yeah. a group. And then even if I show up, I'm still somewhat guarded wearing a mask. Mm. And oftentimes I can feel that it's fake. Either I'm being fake or somebody else is being fake. Mm. Um, and sometimes people just don't even feel included yeah. into community. Either the uh, individual that's just showing up or those who are hosting it. And so the enemy is going to do all different kinds of things to create all kinds of excuses yeah. to prevent people from experiencing community. Yeah, I know. Even when people, it's hard to join a community group too. I think, you know, it's like the first date where you're like, this is uh -huh. awkward, <laughs> but you have to do that because all of us, I think intrinsically just desire that intimate community to be known to know others deeply, but the process can be hard and maybe scary. Maybe people are afraid yeah. of it. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, well, I think absolutely. I think mm -hmm. um, there are two really types of people, mm -hmm. people who have no problem joining with the crowd and yeah. jumping right in. It, it's second nature for them. The other one who yeah. are very tim timid to do something like this and they're like, I come up with reasons why, I don't know, I don't want to, they're already established group. I don't want to jump into them. So. Yeah. Um, they they i think you're great it's like the same thing when we have like a confrontation um you don't want to bring it up and then when you actually do bring it up and talk about it you're like oh man i feel so much better yeah like i actually did this and so it's the same thing when people get in a community that may be a little timid at first to do something like this but then when they actually do it and get involved they're like oh my gosh I i'm so this. yeah i needed this my yeah. whole life and mm -hmm. like thank you so much for mm -hmm. 
allow me to get out of my comfort zone just be able to push me into community because it's something I really needed yeah, to do for that's sure. That's good. Um, so what happens when people aren't in community? What would you say um, you've seen just the impact of no community in somebody's life? Yeah. So I'd like to, to, to answer that mm -hmm. one and I'll give personal story. Yeah. You know, even as a pastor, I made those excuses of being busy, um, not having time and not being transparent. And, and those excuses led into isolation. Yes. It became easy for me to be comfortable in my own home, but also that comfort in my own home allowed me to grow comfortable in my own sin. Mm. And so even that yeah. comfort in my sin led to even me walking down a path that was destructive mm. because I was isolated and I was alone and I didn't have somebody speaking truth into my life and I didn't have somebody that I could open up and expose and be transparent with. Yeah. And it got me to a place of really walking in rebellion against the Lord because I became an easy prey for the enemy to attack me because I was isolated. Um, and it was a really unhealthy place. Fortunately, by God's grace, he brought me back in. Yeah. And I got to experience that. But as I believe those lies and those excuses, mm -hmm. it just drove me further away from what really God wanted for me yeah. was people to be there with me, mm -hmm. sharing life, doing life together. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Let me add to yeah. that. I think um, I agree with Larry Dan said, uh, the sin itself is not isolation. Mm -hmm it's a byproduct of what happens when you're in isolation. That's yeah. when you're most easily tempted to do. Um, we look at scriptures and when did Satan attack Jesus mm -hmm. when he was alone? Um, so when, when we're together and are in accountable relationships or we're just gathering together, mm -hmm. it really strengthens us to being isolated. And I think that one of the scary yeah. parts when it comes to isolation is sometimes we don't know that we're isolated. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a slow, slope that we're going down mm. and next thing you're isolated and you're like how do i even yeah. get here mm -hmm. but then we know that's going to be a lot of effort yeah. to get out of that and so maybe then mm -hmm. um but i think yeah isolation mm -hmm. would be number one of yeah why people one of the mm -hmm. bad things are not being in the community for sure yeah definitely isolation. yeah yeah that's so good so i know ld you shared just a little bit about a time in your life where you didn't have community and just the impact that had in your life is there any other ways that you've seen this lived out in other people's lives where people have refused community refused discipleship and just the impact that that had on their life yeah so in that i you know with being a pastor you encounter people in a variety of different stages of their lives mm -hmm. Um, I've had couples that are dealing with addictions, mm. alcoholism, drug abuse, um, even mental health issues. And it's amazing how quickly, like what you're talking about, that fade can happen, that it'll drive you down further than you wanted to go. And many people that I've yeah. met with and counseled with, mm -hmm. um, one of the first questions I'm asking is, are you in community? Mm. It's and good. most yeah. of the time they're like, no, I'm not. Yeah. And it's one of those first steps that I think that we can take to get out of those mm -hmm. things so that when they're in the middle of the problem, because what happens is the enemy wants you to think you're the only one dealing with this issue. Yeah. Nobody else is like you. And so he's going to try to isolate you in your struggle mm -hmm. to believe the lie that you're alone. Yeah. And that's where, you know, for me, what I've experienced as they've navigated through mm -hmm. those things, oftentimes it takes them further than they wanted to go. Yeah and the enemy lies to them and mm -hmm. makes them think you're alone in this. 
Right, and then they like tend to like believe that as their truth. That's right. Rather than what God's word says about them. They're saying, um, yeah, I've definitely seen that impact as well. Mm well, let's turn a corner. So, what should what should community look like? I, that's a great question. I, think, <laughs> I, I have so many thoughts going in my head. What community yeah. should look like? I think the first thing we want to look at when I talk to people really about community is, I always say it this way: I want it to be an extension of your family. Hmm. Now, some people may be family, but mm-hmm. we want this to come together as this is my family. We, we right. our motto is life together. Mm-hmm. And Larry Dan's wearing a shirt that says. Uh, life together yeah. on it. But that's really what we'd want it to be. Um, but what do you do inside of family or community? Um, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna mourn and cry with one another, but mm-hmm. you're gonna celebrate with one another when something happened mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, you're going to eat together. Yeah. You're going to pray for one another. You're just gonna have a great time together. So mm-hmm. community is the gathering of people, but almost like a family. I would think what I want for a community yeah. to be there. No, that's really good. Yeah. I um, just practically, I guess, like what um, what does community do with each other for each other? How do they speak to each other? Um, I mean, maybe people are listening and they're thinking, oh yeah, I've got community, you know? I see my girlfriends once a month and we're good, like I'm known. Um, but is that what you're talking about? Or are you saying something deeper? Yeah. I think there's something deeper there, mm-hmm. it has to be. Um, even, that's why I put it in the context of the family. Yeah. Your family knows things are going on inside mm-hmm. your family. Right. Um, and they're gonna walk with you. I, I think the, um, the culture does it really well mm-hmm. is the Latino culture. Yeah. Like they your family. You when they bring you in, you're part of a family. Mm-hmm. And that means they want to get to know you and walk with you and they're gonna check in on you. Um when we're looking at community, if you're getting together once a month, maybe, or mm-hmm. talking, but you're not talking to each other any other time yeah. throughout the week or the rest of the month. Um, you're only gathering together to meet. You're not gathering as a community. So mm-hmm. if you're not gathering that week or whatever text you're texting back yeah. and forth to one another. you're checking in and see mm-hmm. where things are going um, you're celebrating with them there's accomplishment they send you a photo you say right. or i have a prayer request you're and you're like let's lift you in prayer right now so it's mm-hmm. it's more than just a gathering together and just to meet mm-hmm. it's a i'm going to do life with this person mm-hmm. through thick and thin i'm going to mm-hmm. be there for them so mm-hmm. uh, i would think that's a more yeah. practical way to kind of look at that yeah well, that's really good just like no fear like you just love each other deeply you have to, you have to. yeah yeah. And I think what Larry Dan said earlier mm-hmm. is the transparency and vulnerability. Yeah, that's That's huge. what community looks like. Mm-hmm. You, you absolutely have to be able to do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and, and I think with that, you know, over the years of the groups that I've been part of, mm-hmm. the ones that mm-hmm. I felt have been more successful mm-hmm. yeah. have been more transparent. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, so being in a group, it's really mm-hmm. difficult to just expose Mm-hmm. the deepest, darkest parts of our heart. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where, even for me, when I'm leading a group, you know, it's kind of like the, the saying, attitude reflects leadership, coach. So That's right. the, the coach kind of sets the tone for everything else. And so what I've discovered mm-hmm. through my mistakes, mm-hmm. because prior, yeah. I really tried to be guarded, especially as a pastor. I didn't want to reveal everything, you know, but yeah. now through the journey that I've gone through, I've learned the beauty of transparency. That's right. yeah. And it's just like when you're jumping into a swimming pool, you can tippy toe in or you can cannonball. And so oftentimes when I'm leading, I'm just going to cannonball in and say, guys, Mm -hmm. this is me. Yeah. This is who I am. But this Mm -hmm. is who Jesus is. And I can be transparent. And we want to create a safe place Mm -hmm. for imperfect people together. Mm -hmm. And so 
that's the thing of life together because yeah. your family knows you. They do. Yeah. They know you're good, you're bad, and you're ugly. Oh, yeah. But what a greater way to say, mm -hmm. I'm broken, but yeah. I've been restored that's because right. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you can experience that same freedom. So we don't have to come yeah. with masks on. Yeah. We can take our mask off mm -hmm. in community. That's right. That's so yeah, good. for sure. Yeah. And just opening yourself up to let people speak into your life. Yes. I mean, I think it's so important because we're all messy. We're all imperfect. Yes. So you got to realize that first, I think. Um, then also in community, there can be conflict too, you know, like oh, yes. <laughs> you don't sure. join a community group, right? And just hold hands and sing the whole time, no. right? Yes, um, that's absolutely right. And, yeah. you know, it could be political boundaries you're you're torn apart or you know went through covid and mm -hmm. your views on mask or not or mm -hmm. covid or, mm -hmm. you know whatever it is mm -hmm. but that's part of being a family is yeah. you have to go through the messy like you said the ugly mm -hmm. together but mm -hmm. you still love one another yeah. and you're going to walk through this you may have disagreements but i'm not you're not going to let mm -hmm. that be the defining factor right uh, if our base is christ mm -hmm. and we're at a biblical community what it looks yeah. like we can have our disagreements mm -hmm. and still be yeah. part of community and a family with one that's another. That's good. That's good. So we've talked about what it is, maybe. So why should somebody pursue community? You know, they may say, I'm too busy. I can't even give an hour a week. You know, I can't give two hours a week to do this. But why should somebody do it? If somebody's listening, they're a Christ follower. Um, why should they step into community groups? Or I think the we have to understand that we were created to be in community above anything else. Mm -hmm. um, when when God said that I created man, but it's not good for him to be alone. He wanted him to have a partner, to have someone there with him. Yeah. If you look at the 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 character of God himself and who he is, mm -hmm. he is in community with himself as a triune God, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So when we think of why we need to be in community, yeah. because God himself is in community, and his one of his first command yeah. is for us mm -hmm. as his image bearers to be in community with one another. Yeah. And so I think we have to answer that question mm -hmm. and say, this is what God created me to yeah. do. So this is where I, I need to be in mm. community. For yeah, sure. that's really good. Yeah. And so one mm -hmm. of the things that I'd like to add to that mm -hmm. is, yes, God created us to be in community. Mm -hmm. But in that community, there's mm -hmm. also that accountability. Yeah. So that uh, as we mm -hmm. take these steps of being in a relationship, and even mm -hmm. like we just discussed a minute ago, yeah. there's going to be imperfection. Yeah. But love overcomes a multitude of wrongs. So that is even a picture of the gospel in community mm -hmm. that we can give grace to each other mm -hmm. because that's what Jesus does for us. Yeah. You know, JG and our relationship, mm -hmm. we mess up and we're broken people. Mm -hmm. But because of our love for each other, we look past those things. Mm -hmm. But as you go forward in these relationships, there's mm -hmm. accountability. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. why you need this is so that when you're walking mm -hmm. through the valley, you're not alone. Yeah. That's good. But you also have people that are there saying, hey, mm -hmm. here's the next step. Let me help you take the next step yeah. in following Jesus. And sometimes it looks like just follow me as I follow Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, because I'm gonna make mistakes, but you can learn from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. And so, it, yes, we are created in relationship. Yeah. God designed us that way. Mm -hmm. But in that relationship and within community, mm -hmm. it helps us grow closer to Christ so that we can go share that with other people. There you go. Yeah, yeah. For sure. well, that's good. Um, so how would you encourage somebody to find community if <laughs> they want to have community in their life? Uh, there are a couple of words I think I would kind of encourage mm -hmm. it. The first thing I want to look for, what is a natural community for you? Hmm. Um, so are there people that you, I would say, are in your inner circle that you have the same similarities, maybe 
through work or through some kind of extracurricular activity or hobbit you're doing um, that you find and they're in the same boat of you like mm-hmm. I we're here but we really don't have a group of people we can kind of hang really call it family kind of thing mm-hmm. let's start there and want to gather a group of people um, there. So maybe it's on a uh, mm-hmm. college campus or something like that, and you're yeah. a college student. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in a dorm with all these people. Mm-hmm. Why can't we start a group here? So what is yeah. the common bond that going to kind of form yourself there? I think that's mm-hmm. a one a good place to kind of start to yeah. form a community. Another thing we do, and we see this all the time, especially mm-hmm. with people coming to church or mm-hmm. watching online, they fill out a form, and it says, I'm looking for a community. I'm interested in by being part of a community. Mm-hmm. We want to help you with that. So we will absolutely contact you mm-hmm. and set up a time where we can meet. And yeah. we know groups that are already existing or mm-hmm. groups that are getting ready to form, yeah. um, to form community. One of the, we talked about like why people aren't getting the community because mm-hmm. they may be a little timid to be a part of it. But a lot of people say, I'll join a new group. Yeah. And so we have new groups starting all the time. Mm-hmm. So let us help you mm-hmm. get connected to one of these new groups. So if you don't, yeah. if you're not comfortable with maybe stepping into an existing group and say, yeah. But I'll come to a new group. Mm-hmm. Like all, everybody's new; yeah. they don't really know each other that right. that well. Let's all get together together mm-hmm. at the same time. So I think those are mm-hmm. two great things. So okay. you get connected through just just inquiry through the church and through mm-hmm. our website and through yeah. our connection, um, or you just have a common bond. Mm-hmm. And then let us know, like, hey, I'd like to form a community group out of this, and we're like, let's do it. Yeah. And I'll meet with you, or one of our pastors will meet mm-hmm. with you to get that to get that going for sure. Yeah. What do community groups look like at Fielder Church specifically? You know, when you talk about are you are you gathering together young marrieds, you know, same stage of life. What how are you gathering people in community groups? Uh, absolutely. We do like mm-hmm. we would say stage of life where mm-hmm. maybe they're um, married with children or empty nesters or seniors or college. But we also have a growing number of think of groups that we would like to see is they're open groups. We're just people who just need community. My yeah. community group, I use mine all the time as the example. We call ourselves the band of misfits. I mean, we, <laughs> we don't care. We're like, you need community, come join us. Yeah. So we have people mm-hmm. in their 70s that are retired and widowed yeah. uh, to a couple that's in their 20s and just had a baby and anywhere in between. Mm-hmm. But it's like they just see the value of being in community to one another. Yeah. So um, we have anything from age specific mm. to just open groups to do that. And we're doing, we're trying new things. Mm-hmm. Like one of the yeah. new things we're excited about trying is mm-hmm. what does it look like to gather our community around the mm-hmm. dinner table? Let's start there. We like to eat. Mm-hmm. Let's do that and talk. And mm-hmm. then from there, yeah. form these accountable relationships that Larry Dan mm-hmm. is talking about um, yeah. that's found in community. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's eat together and talk about what God's mm-hmm. doing in our lives. Yeah. And let's celebrate that as a community mm-hmm. for sure. That's good. So as you think towards um, just the vision for community groups and discipleship groups at Fielder Church, where are you hoping that the Lord takes this? What direction, um, what are you hoping they look like in the future? I, they look like they come together. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're, we're bringing community groups and D groups together. So we're saying, what are the best qualities of a community group? Um, what I did, I forgot to mention, what I'll mention now is what we want inside our community groups is them to serve. They're either serving inside the church or serving somewhere in the community. Mm. I define serve by, are you providing a need for someone? If the answer is yes, I'm, I'm, I'll look at that and say, you're serving somewhere mm-hmm. in a church or in the community. So we're going to study God's word together. You're going to do that in the community group. You're you're, you're look, invested in that. You're going to serve. Mm-hmm. And we want you to bring others to join you in doing this. Yeah. But what are you doing in a discipleship group? You're studying. We call it active learning in that. You're being hospitable to other people. Mm-hmm. But what are the things that's different between D groups and community groups? You have to serve in community groups, but they have the accountability in a D group. Yeah. But we're saying at, 
at a time they were separate. Mm -hmm. Now we want to bring them together. And so in now groups, we call them community groups. It starts is Mm -hmm. yet you're studying God's word, you're serving, you're being hospitable or Mm -hmm. party with a purpose and you're in accountable relationships. And that's Mm -hmm. where you can be vulnerable to one one another and be transparent and be honest and open to other Mm -hmm. people. And then they're going to be there for you and walk with you. Mm -hmm. Why separate the two when we can, they're meant to be done, I think inside community Mm -hmm. and why wouldn't they be doing that? And so that's Mm -hmm. where we head to groups moving forward with the, uh, with our groups. I'm so excited about it too. I know. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I love that. So good. Yeah. <laughs> I love so, that. So I know. Yeah. Um, I know I've heard some really cool stories of community at Fielder, just the impact. Um, you know, we have a vision video that we'll link below um, that we've just seen God do incredible things through our community groups. But is there anything that you want to share just, um, just further encouraging people to step into community groups or discipleship groups, just the impact it's had on people's lives? Yeah, so can I jump in and yeah, share on this one? Yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that's so beautiful about mm-hmm. community is it gives us an opportunity to share our stories mm-hmm. and through our stories point people to Jesus. Yeah. And so we've got a couple in our community group that the husband just recently accepted Christ. Wow. And then JG and I had the opportunity of, uh, as well as him, sharing the gospel with his wife mm-hmm. um, in our home, and she accepted Christ. And so it, it's it's such a beautiful thing of getting to pursue yeah. people that don't know Jesus yeah. and sharing the gospel with them, but just bringing them right along with us mm-hmm. and walking on that journey mm-hmm. of them growing in Christ together as JG and I grow together, mm-hmm. but even leaning in on the other relationships because yeah. our group is kind of like yours. We have people that have, are empty nesters and we've got families with newborn babies in our group. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's a great opportunity for them to learn from each other on mm-hmm. how do I parent? How do I uh, disciple my own kids? Yeah, that's cool. But the beauty is it is centered around the gospel. Mm-hmm. And in community, that's where we can realize, man, this is what Jesus intended mm-hmm. for us to do is to live. Mm-hmm. And even as scripture yeah. says, to confess our sins one to another, pray for one another so that healing takes place. Mm-hmm. And again, when we can live in that place of yeah. transparency, yeah. That's where freedom's at. And I don't have to hide. Yeah. And when I do have a fault or a failure, mm-hmm. just like I run to Jesus and I repent and confess, mm-hmm. there's forgiveness. Yeah. And I can experience the same with those in my community yeah. because of God's grace. Mm-hmm. But it's so cool to get to see people mm-hmm. come to Christ yeah. Yeah. and get to celebrate their stories, even yeah. through testimony of baptism. Yeah, That's so cool. And I think mm-hmm. uh, just for a personal story for yeah. even me personally mm-hmm. is that, you know, I walked through a season and I walked through a divorce mm-hmm. and it was very easy for me to get isolated. And yeah. like you said, that's what Larry Dan mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier was, um, and that's where Satan would want to attack you is in an isolation. Yeah. Um, but my, at the same time, I was part of a brand new community group mm. and they told me, you're not walking through this alone. Wow. And so they were there with me and they were checking in on me, encouraging mm-hmm. me. And as we met and grew, yeah. I grew closer and closer to them. I was able to be open with them. They cried with me. Wow. They prayed with me. Um, they celebrated with me. Mm-hmm. And as we walked through this process mm-hmm. together, the beautiful thing is years later now, um, I met my be- my mm-hmm. beautiful wife yeah. and we knew 
we only had so many people we can invite to our, our wedding. Mm-hmm. They said, we have 125 people yeah. we can invite. Mm-hmm. And without hesitation, I told my then fiance at the time, I said, my community group must be there. Mm-hmm. And without a doubt, she said, absolutely, they need to be there. Yeah. So we grew together. So there's a story. We mourned they, mm-hmm. we, we, and prayed for one another. But they celebrated. And yeah. in my own personal life, I got to experience that. Yeah. And now with the addition of our, our son, they, yeah. they threw us a baby shower, you mm-hmm. know, we, so they, that they're there, they're going to cry with you, but they're going to celebrate something mm-hmm. that happens in your life. And they're going to yeah. walk you each step of the way in between there. Right. And so I think that's, gosh, mm. why wouldn't someone want that in their life to be part yeah. of that and for a community group Absolutely. and ex- celebrate that and have that. There may be people who are watching who are part of a community group. I don't know if you've heard this story, but um, they, they may be a part of a group where they feel like their group is stagnant. Like they just meet, they leave. They meet, they leave. And they're like, they're hearing you share about community and impact on your life. And they're like, my group doesn't look like that. So how would you encourage somebody to kind of shake things up or move closer to the vision that you have for community groups? Uh, I I, I, was, I want Larry Dan to talk about this as well. But mm-hmm. one of the things I think we have in is a lot of times when groups that just meet and to leave there are two things that are taking place one is they're not really checking in on one another mm-hmm. they see it more of a meeting and they and say I, get, I met this for the week and i'm good to go the second thing is what i see most of these people are doing all they're doing really is meeting to study god's word together as great as that is yeah. he created us to serve others and to have fun with one another right so maybe a way to start is what does it look like for our group to instead of meeting for a Bible study or to, to talk about a sermon or whatever we're going through, let's go serve somewhere in the community and you build that camaraderie among each other or mm-hmm. let's be sent on a mission trip somewhere. Yeah. Or what would it look like is I'm going to have a block party and I'm going to invite neighbors, but I'm going to use community groups to help throw this block party or watch a movie night or do something in within our community um, itself and just invite people to come together and part of it and have fun and have a meal together and that really that something that small can really spark a whole new group to mm-hmm. say let's redo this and think how we meet with groups mm-hmm. and i think it'd be a great way just to start um mm-hmm. spark a, a flame into your community group for sure to do something like that's that that's really good really yeah good. i i think the first thing um you know jason's leading us to being a praying church mm-hmm. so i think as you would approach something like this mm-hmm. first and foremost in your group make sure that you're praying about it um, because, mm-hmm. you know, I, even as a, a pastor and a leader and even as a parent, mm-hmm. I try to create change in situations. And when it's of yeah. me, it's not going to last. Mm-hmm. But when I get on my knees and I cry out to the Lord, hey, I desire your will mm-hmm. and help me know what to do. Because there could be a situation where God's leading you to step out of that group. But there could be a situation where God's calling you to step up and lead in the group. Yeah. And so that's where trusting the Holy Spirit to lead you, you're going to be walking in obedience to what he wants for you. Mm. So prayer, I think, has to be a priority in that. And you can even make it a prayer and fasting thing. Mm. Set aside a certain time to pray, God, change the heart of our group to be in line with you Mm. and watch God move. Yeah. Because I know he will. Mm -hmm. I I think the second thing in that Mm -hmm. is if it is something that's going on, I think so many times that what happens in a relationship are unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. And those are only complicated when we don't communicate it. Mm-hmm. So if there's a certain expectation you're expecting from a group and it's not being met and you don't communicate it, that's not fair. Just like in a relationship with my wife, if there's an expectation I have of her 
and I'm not communicating it, yeah. she can't read my mind. Yeah. So I would advise that if mm -hmm. this is the case, have a meeting with your group leader and say, God has put this on my heart. Yeah. And then lead into that action mm -hmm. of what God is leading you to do. Mm -hmm. Because I think one of the things that's so contagious is when you get to see life change take place, mm -hmm. when you see an individual place their faith in Christ, they were once dead, mm -hmm. now they're alive, that yeah. is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And when yeah. you get to see that take place right. in your group, mm -hmm. you, it's just contagious. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would make sure that mm -hmm. make it a matter of prayer. Yeah, that's good. And if God leads you mm -hmm. to step up and lead in those situations. Mm -hmm. um, but if there's unmet expectations, examine your heart yeah. and then follow obedience to the spirit. Mm -hmm. And it may be a conversation with your group leader. Mm -hmm. Now, if it is a conversation you've had and they're not open, that's why we're here as well. Yeah. We can good. lead these group leaders mm -hmm. to make sure, hey, guys, mm -hmm. we've got to make sure that what we're doing is about inhale and exhale the gospel and making mm -hmm. disciples. And that's where we want to come along to help them find a gospel-centered community. Yeah, sure. that's really good. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to share about community? Otherwise, I want to ask you, um, if somebody wants to step into a community group, let's lay out the most practical steps for them so they can do it right now. <laughs> I think the most practical way for us mm -hmm. as a church really is if you go to filter.org slash connect okay. and click on get involved in a community group, that'll that'll come to myself, that'll come to our discipleship office or to one of our campus pastors, and awesome. we will connect with you. And that's the easiest way to get connected. And awesome. we want you to be in community for sure, 100%. Awesome. Yeah, and even in that, because mm -hmm. sometimes it just hits you when you're at church. Yeah. yeah. Come find one mm -hmm. of us. Find a staff member. Yeah. Because community is important to mm -hmm. us. And when we want to make sure that you are known, cared for, and yeah. loved. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining me today in this conversation. I know you've encouraged me to step more into community, and I'm sure the same is true for our listeners. And so if you enjoyed today's podcast or you have some feedback that you want to leave or questions, you can go to fielder.org slash podcast and leave those there. Every link and in information that we shared today will be listed in the show notes below. So make sure you go and check those out. Um, but join us again next week where we're going to be talking about discipleship. So until then, we'll see you later. Bye, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's show. Let us know if you have any questions or feedback from today's episode by going to fielder.org slash podcast. Or if you're watching on YouTube, just leave a comment below. If you enjoyed today's podcast, make sure to leave a rating and review. That helps this message reach more people in our community because it's our hope this podcast will equip you and many others to live as a follower of Christ outside the walls of the church.